0: It's your girl, I am Sheila Michelle, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Sheila Michelle, the podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest because not only is her name Sheila, <laughs> but she is a global director of one of the top networking marketing firms in the world. She is also founder of Frontline, where you get on the front line of your own life. And so I want to welcome Sheila Monique (laughs) Yes, Yes, Yes. I got it. Known as Coach Sheila Monique. So welcome, lady. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having
1: me. First and foremost, I want to say this is so amazing. And thank you for even having me on your platform.
0: It's beautiful. Well, I'm so grateful to be sitting next to you. Um, I remember the first time that I saw you online. Mm-hmm. I think you and Candace were partnered up from for an event. Mm-hmm. And so when I I won't say when I first got on social media, but I would say probably about, I don't know, maybe six to nine months of being on social media and even understanding what an influencer is, mm-hmm. right? Because you are an influencer, not just on social media, but off social media. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like I'm gonna be around these people mm-hmm. like I'm gonna make my way and I'm gonna be around these people because I'm gonna be at xyz level hello and so how surreal is it girl for this? me to have you in my home <laughs> on my couch it's just beautiful I appreciate that because when I when I saw influencers such as yourself right my whole thing was not I want to be around them because I want to be in a clique, but it's because I wanted to attain that type of impact, right? right. You know, in the community, mm-hmm. you know, within my particular lane. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited. I'm happy. You know, we've been connected for two years now. Right. And um, I just feel like we just clicked. Like, you know, who would have knew that right. we just clicked? But let's get into it. So tell people about um, Frontline. Tell us about Frontline.
1: So Frontline Academy really and truly came from me just wanting to show people that they can get on the front line of their life in every area of their life. Like, you don't have to just be a good career, just have a great career. You can have a great career and you could be a great wife if you choose. You could be a great daughter. Mm. You could be great on your finances. You could be great in your health. Like, you could be great in your own feeling of happiness. Like, my goal is to just show people through my own life experiences Mm -hmm. that you have to get on the front line because I used to be the girl that was in the back of the line and I ain't like how that felt. But there's stages and steps that you have to go through for yourself to get to the front of your line. But everybody has a different front line, but you just got to get to that front
0: line. Yes, I'm with it. That's vibes. Thank you. That's vibes. So one way you got on the front line of your life was losing 84 pounds in seven months. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, well,
1: um, I was, I've always been like a bigger girl, you know, and I've dealt with every kind of try to lose weight thing that was out yeah. there. Like from like, you remember, I don't know if you remember, like hydroxy cut mm-hmm. and all that stuff that mm-hmm. was out. I've tried everything. Military diet, love Beyonce, tried that too. Uh, air diet, egg diet, everything you could think mm-hmm. of. I've tried and I would always like lose some weight, but then like a lot of weight will come back. Mm-hmm. Nobody really explained to me like I have a bad relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Every time something goes on emotionally, I go to food and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I had to pay attention to that. So when I started to use TLC's um, products, I started with their, you know, their cleansing tea. And I was like, Whatever, Like I'm just being 150% honest. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was one of them things, you know, I used this weight and use this product. I was like, ah, whatever, I'm not about to do it. Yeah. But then everybody kept showing that they was doing it. I was like, well, all these people can't be lying. Right. So I tried it for myself and you know, I lost like seven pounds my first week. I wasn't excited because I had lost 10 pounds in 10 days with Shell. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, whatever. But I kept going with it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that I had 84 pounds to lose. I just knew that there was some something different inside of me. Mm. So when I used it, I started walking. And no one believes me. Like, they look at my before and after picture like, there's no way you just walk. All I did was walk mm. every single day, though. That's the part that a lot of people miss. Mm. I didn't miss a day in seven months. I didn't miss a day of taking the products in seven months. I was very consistent. So I learned um, a lot about myself. I would concede. I always say... We, we know how to be consistent, but we're just not consistent in the ways that we need mm-hmm. to be. So I just mm-hmm. needed to change my consistency from mm-hmm. consistently going to happy hours every weekend or consistently eating all of the bad things to just learning how to have a better relationship with food and being consistent in that direction.
0: So. That is freaking amazing. And I think that all the girls, so all the girls who trying to have a hot girl summer, I need y'all to go follow at coach, Sheila Monique. She's on Facebook, IG, and YouTube, and soon to be TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, get on the front line, y'all. Tell me about what was happening to you, though, like, mentally. So, like, you seeing this transformation, you starting to look good with the chi. I know, I know hubby's starting to squeeze some things (laughs) extra tight, but, like, what was that like for you? Like, what was that transformation mentally and emotionally? So, a lot of people don't know how it started. Um, oh my gosh, that's so
1: crazy. Oh, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Okay, so I fun. was in a kitchen here. cooking and I had on some sports a sports bronze, some sweatpants, I'll never forget. And I thought I was cute. I'm in the kitchen making something fatty with grease and a whole bunch of cheese, probably. And my husband came in and he was like, at the time he wasn't my husband. He was my boyfriend. He was like, You look like you're pregnant. See how you feel? See, see that? That instant reaction? <laughs> see that? Okay. And I know everybody okay. watching. I was like, I can't believe he said that to her. Yes. That's what he said to me. And immediately, thank God I turned the stove off, but I threw whatever down and I ran in the room and I just started crying because I was like, how could you love me? But then tell me that I look like I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and, and I'm crying hysterically. And He came in the room and he's like, do you want to know why I said it to you? And I was like, no. In the back of my my mind, of course I want to know, but mm-hmm. I, no. And then he was like, well, I'm gonna tell you anyway. And he said, I watch you. I watch you go up and down. Every Monday going to be the Monday you're going to change your life. Every Saturday going to be the Saturday you get it all together and you're going to organize everything. He was like, either you're going to be a big girl and you're going to love it or you're going to do something about it. But this up and down stuff that you keep doing, Mm -hmm. it's not working. Mm -hmm. And that was the hardest reality check because he became the mirror that I didn't want to see. And from that moment, I was like, okay, you got to do something. You know, I was afraid because, you know, how many times we try something and we fail and then we try again. Like, only we know how many times we've really tried something before we succeeded at something. Mm -hmm. So when other people see the trying and trying and failing, it kind of bothered me but when I started to lose the weight, um, because I wore two waist trainers. Like, people don't know all these things about me. I'm just giving it to you. Um, But I wore two waist trainers because I was so uncomfortable. I did not like to have sex because I felt like I was going to kill him or something. I'm being very for real. Like, I didn't want him to hug me because then you're reminding me mm-hmm. of my, my weight around my midsection. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was not confident. I used to tell people, <clears throat> you know, my confidence was underneath the basement. Gotcha. You know, I was stuck at a dead end job. Most most people would have loved though. I I mean, it was a great job for other people. But for me, I felt stuck. I felt like I didn't have no sense of purpose. And I went through this whole transition and I didn't know that when I lost the weight, I would gain so much. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. But I was this person who was okay with being in the background. I was okay with being less than. I was okay with living a mediocre life. Mm -hmm. And then as I started to, you know, lose the weight and I started to find myself again, I was like, oh, you're still in there. Like, this isn't like something you were doing when you were just a kid. Like, you really are this powerful person. And it came out as I grew, grew through all the things that happened in life over the last four and a half, five years. But really the weight loss helped me find my confidence again. And like, as you're like, you're right. When the waves started coming up, he started squeezing on stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm not bothered by that this time. So if he hugged me, I'm like, oh, like it was an adjustment for me because I had to get used to him hugging me again. Mm. I had to get used to like, like a lot of things again that I thought I just was going to just never get used to again.
0: That is, oh, yeah. that's a story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I love, <clears throat> I love how you, you know, were willing to be transparent and share those details because I think that You know, you talked about, you know, yo-yoing and, you know, not wanting to really be affectionate. Right. And a lack of confidence. And so a lot of times people are so focused on the pain that they don't they can't come up out of the pain to figure out what the actual problem was. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're you're yo-yoing and, you know, your confidence is like, you know, life support. right? (laughs) Right. But even though at that time you were overweight, you're not even necessarily realizing that it's overweight per se. That it's not the weight. You're not even necessarily realizing that it's that the weight is the actual problem. I wasn't connecting it at all. Yeah, isn't that something? That's great. Not just say that I wasn't. The weight was actually the problem, and so. Hmm. And was now your husband is an avid workout he's 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 maniac right what's yeah. what's his handle maniac mindset underscore maniac mindset was he as adamant about working out then as he is now no so that's the craziest thing that you know life lives right so i was big
1: and then through a period of life lifing uh because me and mo have been together for 13 years okay right? so we've been through i think everything that you can go through. I don't want to go through nothing else. I'm good, right? Um, (laughs) I'm super good. But there was a time where I was getting out of my, I don't want to say like depression. I just was like unfocused, unhappy. And he was getting into, he was getting into depression and it was bad. And this was after, I think I probably lost like 60 something pounds at this time. And he had got really skinny. And I was like, what is going on? He was getting real skinny. He was smoking weed every day, like yeah. three, four times a day. Yeah. And I'm like, something's not right. This is not him. And I started to talk about Nutriverse Plus. It's one of the products we have. And he heard me say how it helps with, it has CoQ10. So it helps with anxiety, depression, and it helps um, with your heart. Yeah. And he just heard me on live talking about it one day. Mind you, I've never tried it. <laughs> we have never tried it. And he heard me talking about it. He was like, can you order me some of that? And I was like. Yeah, sure. Anything you want, I'll order it for you. Cause he wasn't even really talking. Yeah. And I ordered this stuff for him and to this day he will if he was sitting here, he swears. He swears by that Nutriburse Plus, it helps him with his depression. Yeah. So he started to as I'm on my walks, so there was times where I used to depend on him to walk with me. Yeah. Like I would be like, Okay, if I if I'm gonna go on my walk today, you are gonna come with me? And if he would be like, No, then I would be like, Well, maybe I don't need to walk. And then I started being like, Well, he eat don't make you go to the bathroom, girl. Right. You gotta let this weight go. Right. So he would start coming out with me on the walks. And I was like, Okay. And then he started to use another product and he started to gain weight. Yeah. So the craziest thing is I lost 84 pounds and he gained 35. Yeah. And through that, he gained this love for fitness. Yeah. Like he never would have thought this was gonna happen. Like yeah. and then like that's why people be like, Did he train you? He trained me towards the end because he didn't know what he was doing either. I was like a test dummy, like, all right, figure this out. If it works like this way. Now he does group classes and he's like this it's big a old beast. trainer. Yeah, yeah.
0: It but now. it's just like it's so crazy because we would have never ever seen this coming. Imagine for yourselves. No. Yeah. No. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. <laughs> no, but I love that. I just um so a question that I have for you is around you being an influencer, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like I know Sheila Monique, who's not the influencer. Mm-hmm. Even though I mean, two years is a time, but it's not like twenty years, y'all. Come on, rich friends. <laughs> but it's like I feel like I know a different side of you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, what what people see on social media, I do feel is very authentic. Mm-hmm. But there is just such a um, humbleness that you carry about yourself um like and you are just intuitively great you know what I mean so it's like it's not even it's light work for you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you you know the talks that we have had Mm -hmm. you know about a variety of things it's like The way that, you know, the way that I see your mind ticking into just always being great in the moment. That's what I really see. Like, Mm. that's really what I connect with you. It's like, you just, you like, you show up, you know, you're not trying to make a lot of noise, but you just make a lot of noise, you know. And then once you open your mouth and start talking, it's like, okay, girl, yes, (laughs) girl, I want to be on the front line. Where my T-shirt at? Like, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Um... But how do you balance that? Because I know, you know, even for my, even for myself, you know, having a community, um, it, it it it's a lot to carry, right? It can be a lot to carry and it doesn't matter how many people it is, right? Because that's just energy that you're attached to. Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain that consistency? How do you keep your energy up? Cause you got Sheila Monique who is, not the influencer at home mm-hmm. with her man and her dogs and <laughs> you know all that stuff and her family and then Sheila Monique who's leading the front line oh how much time we got to answer that question okay, no. <laughs> um I will say
1: the biggest thing for me I pray a lot yeah like I people just don't even know that about me like I pray a lot I'll be sitting around people and just be praying they don't even know like I have to keep yes. myself prayed up because you, you're right it's a lot of different energies that um are coming towards you and when you're doing whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. and you're rising, people want to attach themselves to it yeah so <clears throat> one of the things that um again is prayer I have a dumping ground. most people don't even know that. I'm um, giving all my goods on your on your podcast. I know, all the gym Oh uh, Yes, um, but I have a dumping ground. So a dumping ground is just a space anywhere. It could be in your home, outside of your home where you dump the day. Yeah. So like I'll go there and I'll dump let it day. go because I talk to a lot of people and a lot of people are going through life. Yeah. And what I used to notice is when I would make a lot of phone calls, I would find myself talking to people who are going through all kinds of things. And then next week I'm trying to figure out why I feel depressed or why I feel heavy. And I'm like, oh, I never dumped it off. Like, I still carried it with me, and then energy is just transferred. Yeah. I don't want to transfer that energy to something yeah. else, so I just ask for it to be removed. Um, and I separate. Like, when I'm with you right now, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, phone on airplane mode, anything that's happening, I can't. I have nothing to do with right now. When I'm at home with my husband, I'm at home with my husband, and I shut the world off. If I, I love that. When I'm with my team, I'm with my yeah. team. And I had to learn that, because I used to just try to be everything for everybody at right. all times, and then I would just... Yes. It was too hard. Yeah. So, like, I tell people all the time, when you're at work, be at work. Do the best of your ability, no matter what your job is. But when you go home with your family, don't put in your phone and all. Your family want to see you. Aww. So you need you need that family time. I wasn't do I was not disconnecting from anything. Like, and it was, it was, like, for a good two years. I was making all this money. I was traveling all over the place. I was doing all these things. But then it's like, I almost lost my family. Yeah. Behind it. And it's like, I don't know if people really talk about that. Like, the, yeah, the goal to success is whatever you put on it. But right. Everybody always talks about how they got the Bentleys, but nobody talks about how they got there. Right. And my thing for social media is just to be <clears throat> the most transparent I can be. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to see that I failed. Right. And I want you to see that I got back up. Right. Like, and I, I want you to know how many times it happened. Right. So that way, when you're on your step seven, you right. know, oh, it's okay to fail and just go forward again. But if everybody's just always showing the glitz and the glam, it's like, right, that's nice. But how I get there, Is and it, how do I know that I'm in the right direction right. if I don't ever see nobody failing? And how do I stay there? Hello?
0: How? Yeah, how do I stay there? So do you feel that your relationship with God has strengthened on this journey? Or absolutely. or did you feel like, okay, I was already solid with God. I just wasn't necessarily making the right choices oh, when it came to my food and absolutely. diet.
1: I just, I thought God forgot me. Mm,
0: I did. Wow. Like the way things were going
1: in my life, I was like, oh no, God I don't know who I am no more. I'm, I maybe I made a wrong turn somewhere, and the turn that I made was the, the way off of God or something like. Yeah, it was it was it, you know I used to be um. I was like I don't like saying it publicly, but it is what it is. I used to have suicidal thoughts. Like Did one time, you? my husband came, and in the driveway. We were in Georgia, and I I just I was that was it. Like I was just ready to go, and he happened to come in the driveway, and I had my gun in my head in my oh car, Oh god. and he stopped it. He was like, "All right, look." <laughs> we not about to. We not. He didn't even know that I had those thoughts because nobody knows what you're thinking until you right. tell them. And you know, I went through that stage, and it's not like I went to a doctor or anything like that. He was just like, "You got to figure out what you want to do, and yeah. you still have a purpose." And he said it to me. And then I, for some odd reason, I had to put my hand on my pulse. And in that moment, I said, "If you got a pulse, you got a purpose." Yes. And anytime like I'm feeling defeated, feel like you know, whoa, the world is just me. Mm. Whatever. I, you got a pulse. You got a purpose. So I just keep going. Like, no matter what it is, you got a pulse. You got a purpose. You wake up in the morning. I can breathe on my own. I can walk on my own. I could talk on my own. Thank you, God. There's a reason for me being here. I say that every single morning. No matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is, I believe in saying things over your life. And I didn't believe that stuff
0: before. Girl, let me tell you. Listen, speaking it is it, speaking it is real. Yeah. And, you know, like, I go back to, like, when God created the earth. Like, he created the earth speaking. right um yesterday i was i was in the i was in the shoe store and i was like oh when i can buy myself a pair of those shoes i'm gonna know i made it right mm-hmm. you know joking around yep. and so went by looking, looking, you know at a certain that was a certain brand so we looking we looking then this other pair of shoes caught my eye i didn't even know it was the same brand because you know how sometimes they'll sit in a different area yes walked over Shoes was perfect for what I needed. Shoes was on sale. Shoes was the brand. I said, look at God. God does not. He don't play. He's like, girl, I'm about to show you. You already you don't are, make like like he don't play. Right. And I was sitting at lunch with one of my clients um, yesterday. And, um, you know, we were talking about she's lunching her drug test in clinical lab. She currently has a behavior health company. And so she was asking me about breath alcohol testing, and I was like, "Oh Lord, somebody gonna call me today, Lord? Can they just call when we get back from this Turks and Caicos mastermind? <laughs> somebody gonna call." And what guess what happened? As soon as I got home, they called. They called. Mm-hmm. And so the power of your words—words words is real. Words is yeah. so. What words would you speak over yourself right now? I am love,
1: I am bold, I am beautiful, and I am absolutely the biggest thing to hit the industry of
0: network marketing. Let's go. Let's get it done. Oh, I, I love that. I love it. Um, you said some other buzz, some buzzwords, right, for me. So number one, you talked about um drink, how drinking alcohol was a vice for you. First of all, what's your favorite drink? A lemon drop with Casamigos. Don't judge me. Okay, well, I don't drink, so I don't judge. I just ask. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by, um, I'm intrigued by like, um, like the art of drinks, mm-hmm. like you know how they're made, mm-hmm. you know, they're beautiful and wine and things like that. But I don't drink alcohol, so.
1: I will tell you, I just started back drinking like 30 days ago. Did you? Yeah, because I, I, I used to think, try to figure out what the thing is with liquor. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I want to drink it? Mm-hmm. And I started realizing it's just a social thing. Like, yeah. your friends are out. And right. Drink. You wanted a drink, so now I just order mocktails. Right.
0: Love mocktails. Because I think, because it's always adult beverages. I mean, alcohol is pushed on us in a lot of, probably more pushed on us than drugs to me in some ways, right? Like, we, we just act like, alcohol is just a norm. I mean, even with alcohol testing and alcohol testing, there's no negative or positive, there's a line, right? Okay. So like um you're either above a line or above a line based on some standard. So like okay. for the Department of Transportation as an example, that standard I think is 0.020. Mm-hmm. So you could be 0.019 and there's no no penalty or you know there's no recourse or anything. It, there's just you know the standard. And then non DOT or non Department of Transportation regulated companies, they can choose whatever standard they want. Mm. But with drugs, mm-hmm. you're positive or you're negative. Right. So I, I do feel like you know alcohol um, is just it's it's um, it's not given to me the. What's the word? Like it's not people. It's like we don't take it as seriously as mm-hmm. we take drugs and mm-hmm. and when it comes to certain things. Um, another buzzword that you said for me was um how hubby was like smoking three times a day, right? And um, I I don't know. I I think so. I come from a family of addiction, Mm -hmm. like maternal, paternal and maternal, paternal, like, you know, deep alcohol, you know, and drugs. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, God just favored me and it took a long time for me to understand that it was favor. Mm -hmm. Right. He just favored me to not really. I mean, I've drank before, you know, I've smoked weed before, but like it just it just was never, you know, my thing. So I don't I don't have an appetite for it. But since I'm now in an industry where you know core business is drug screening like the young man last night he was driving a forklift he had an accident while on the forklift so i had to go down and he had an alcohol test which that one was fine and then he also had what we call a saliva so it's like you know just swabbing and swabbing his mouth and then send it off and you know testing for drugs and um So I still, I have a more compassionate view. I think I used to be very hardcore because for my family it would just be like, just being judgmental Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. of people because they were doing drugs but truthfully you know, some countries like Canada for example, they view drug use and abuse as a mental illness. As a form of mental illness, they actually do, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just interesting like the impact that you know, drugs have like a lot of times we think it's going to make us happy, mm-hmm. but it actually make us more sad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm so your husband is doing amazing. Like, I'm scared to work out with him. That's why I ain't even uh, that's why I ain't even, I'm i scared. Like, I'm scared to work out. Rich friends, I'm scared to work out with is it's at Maniac <laughs> Mindset. If y'all ain't never scared, go to at M-A-N-I-A-C-M-I-N-D-S-E-T. Yeah, he the bomb. He
1: said he's gonna change his name because so many people are afraid to work out with him. He's gonna change it to Gentle Touch. <laughs> That's what he said. Cause
0: everybody's like, I'm too afraid. I'm like, what do y'all think he's about to do to y'all? He just, you know, he, he looked like he bring the fire. Like, you know, he he looked like he bring the fire and he be working your butt out. Like you be where you yeah, you be over there working.
1: Yeah, but I'm at a different level now. When I when he first started doing in April, I wasn't picking up no weights. Maybe I could barely pick up my left leg, okay? It well, wasn't nobody picking up no like... <laughs> no, but he takes he takes every person for where they are. So it's like, okay, if, if you're at the beginning level, he's not about to put you on what I'm on. Yeah. We wouldn't come back. Yeah. So, no.
0: Yeah. No, but I love this for y'all, and I really love, you know, what y'all are putting into the, um you know, putting into the universe. And so the last question that I have for you is, you know, just tell us more about Frontline and how people can really... Because people are... Str- everybody's struggling with something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, optics are one thing. Everybody, there is not one person out here, either you struggling with your weight, you struggling with your mental, you struggling with your money, you are struggling with your man, you are struggling with your kids, you struggling with your family. Like, you struggling with... You struggling with something, right? right? right. And so the fact that, you know... The Frontline program is a program that is not specific to any one thing, but it simply gives you a formula for getting on the front line of your life. How in the world do my rich friends, what do they do? Do they just follow you? Click the bio link? Like, what is the first, what's the next step that they can take to get on the front line? So for your rich friends, all
1: they have to do is send me a DM and just say Sheila Michelle. I love that. That's it that's all you have to do and I will take care I will take them through the steps that they need to be taken through after that but I will treat them with special oomph because of
0: it do y'all hear that? See, that's what I'm talking about. Membership got its benefits. Hey. Membership got its benefits because I know that I do as as a coach. A lot of times I come in contact with folks. They're ready to start their business. They're ready to get to the bag, but there's, there are things that they actually need to be doing before that. Yeah. So maybe they need to get the, the, maybe they need to stop yo-yoing in their budget. You know what yeah. I mean? So maybe they need to show themselves more affection. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 got to have like a personal touch to yourself, like as an entrepreneur, like, you know, you got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Or maybe they need confidence because in order for them to get in rooms and get people's businesses. So it's like that stuff is not stuff that I teach in my drug test center and clinical lab lunch. I'm working on that on my mentorship side, right? But I think that if Frontline is a program where it doesn't matter what problem you're trying to solve in your life or what level you're trying to go to in your life, like this is a formula for you, like this could be a formula that they actually take advantage of before they come over here with me and launch their business. You get
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it comes with the consistency that you said to me, um, I mean, the confidence, the confidence comes from doing something over and over. Yes. The consistency of it. And yes, they're going to need to do certain things. They're going to need to make sure I love her. They're going to need to make sure that, um, you know, their finances, they're ready to be open with their finances. But the biggest thing that anybody needs to do that wants to get on the front line of their life, they have to be ready to make that decision. Wait
0: a minute. Hold on. What what rich friends, go go go
1: tell them one more time. I said the main thing that anybody needs to do in order to get on the front line of their life is they need to make the decision. That's it. Like make that decision and, and just go forward. You know, when we decide, you know, Rhymes or homicides, something in us has to die. Ooh. So the old version of you, yeah. you have to be willing to let that part of you die yeah. and know that it doesn't doesn't serve you anymore. So now that we're taking the steps to say, no, I'm going to be on the front line of my life and I'm going to make sure that my weight is together so I feel confident in that dress when I walk into that room. I'm going to make sure that I feel good, look good, smell good, do good, so that way when I do sit with Sheila, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know Sheila, Michelle, I know that you can take me from here and make sure that I have a lab business, make sure I'm up, make sure I'm running. And the reason why I know that is because I know your business structure, but I know myself. Yeah,
0: girl, come on. Let's see. (sighs) That's what I'm talking about, right? That's what they need to do. And to think you were thinking about taking all this (laughs) away from the world. Still got a purpose. I'm so I'm so glad God didn't allow that. Thank you. I'm so glad He didn't allow that. And that's that's the last buzzword that you said. You said purpose because I really really feel like how people get themselves in any situation they don't want to be in is being out of alignment with your purpose. Come on. So if we know what our purpose is and we made the decision that we're going to operate in our purpose, we can't get out of line. Right. We can't get out of alignment with ourselves. We can't get out of alignment with God. Right. We can't get out of alignment with our family. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get out of alignment with our real friends. Yeah, I love that. Now, Rich Friends, you know, before we let Coach Sheila Monique get out of here, we got to know what she up to in case we need to pull up. What you got I love Bowie. in August, we're going to be going to St. Croix. i gonna yeah. be
1: taking women from the Frontline Academy um, there for an amazing excursion. So my goal is every 90 days to go out the country. Yeah, let's go cool. with, with the women. And there's some men. It's so crazy. Like, it's so many men that are like, hey, I want to be on the front line. I'm like, oh, well, come on. So um, every 90 days, we'll be going somewhere out of the country together um, to really show them how to really be on the front line of their life as well.
0: That is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. For one more time, please introduce yourself again to the people. Hi, everybody. My name is Sheila Monique. I am the owner of Frontline
1: Academy. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Sheila Monique. Um, if you want to go straight to Frontline, it's Frontline Academy. You can also find me on Facebook, Coach Sheila Monique, YouTube, Sheila Monique, anything you like, Sheila Monique. And TikTok and Twitter is coming, Sheila Monique.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you, girl. I love you.